We are just hours away from Game 1 of the 2022 World Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Welcome to the On the Bump Podcast. The usual three suspects are here, myself, Dean, and Jason. And it's that time, uh, a time I've actually been dreading since the final out of the Astros-Yankees game this past weekend. Um, it's time to preview and predict the World Series matchup, and I can't wait. Uh, to get to this one. Also, just a, a, a quick little programming note, if you will. Uh, we will not be recording another episode until after the World Series has concluded. If the Phillies somehow shock the world and win this thing, uh, it'll take us all here a few days to get behind a microphone um, in, a, in, a, in a clear manner. Um, mm-hmm. So just want to let you all know that. Lastly, at the conclusion of this episode, I'm going to eviscerate Jake Arietta <laughs> about his baseless take on the Aaron Judge Yankee situation, which is pretty has been heating up ever since the end of the season. I cannot stand the fact that Jake Arietta has free speech, let alone a platform to give his opinions. Um, and, and I just can't wait to to hate his existence later on. Um, I've been hating his existence since 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, enough of the fluff. Let's get to the World Series. Phillies in six. All right, have a great night, everyone. Uh, We'll see you guys. Jason, Dean, we are here, boys. We are actually here. Um, Jason, has it hit you yet that the Phillies are playing for a world championship beginning Friday evening in Houston and Minute Maid Park? No, I just – because it's such a long delay right now. Mm -hmm. I think come – uh, Friday morning, it'll be like Chris. It's a, it's like uh, that'll be the Christmas or Christmas Eve that morning. You're waiting, you're waiting all day. Get up that night. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a thing. But yeah, no, I think Friday it's gonna start hitting when you're really getting ready for game time. But I'm really, I'm, oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. We got the, I got, you know, I got tickets. I'm going with Junior, so mm-hmm. ready to go. I'm yeah. so excited. Dean, um, hey. how about you, man? Uh, one, I wish the Yankees would have won a game or two because I'm really bored. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> uh, two um it, it hasn't hit me just yet like my, my nerves are fine um but yeah like, like jay said i think friday morning i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna be all like oh here like it's here you know what i mean like we're at, you know just a few hours away i think it's it'll hit me friday morning when i wake up yeah same here you know it's i'm still funny. trying to secure a ticket but uh, i just uh, saw um today like the average ticket price in the secondary market or the highest um somebody was saying was like 3900 and where like the minimum is like 24 standing room like on 660 or something like that yeah it, it, it's dropped but that's drop for game yeah game. that's what i heard my buddy said for game three i'm sorry game three, game three it is plummeted from like 1500 to 600 so i'm thinking if i can snag a ticket at like 200 i would do it probably yeah um, um, but it's I did also a program note for myself. I've now appeared on more episodes of On the Bump than I did Ring the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So, um, uh, Dean had that run? in his holster waiting to go. <laughs> I just um, thought of it. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to be forgotten about him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to break down position by position because that's pretty much how you're able to generate. Um, sort of a really good overview of how this series is going to look out. Uh, And then when we get to the end of that, uh, I want to do a, the Phillies will win if, and the Astros will win if, Uh, and then we will give you guys our final predictions. uh, And then we will go from there. So let's, let's break down this, this matchup from a a positional standpoint and who it favors. Uh, And I I want to Phillies and all of them. Right. I mean, Phillies actually, shockingly have a little bit more than I originally thought when I was breaking this down. So I'm going to start with catcher. Clearly this favors the Phillies. So while the Astros have tried like all season to squeeze like some offense out of that catching spot, they traded um, for Christian Vasquez uh, to pair with Martin Maldonado. The Phillies have comfortably, of course, have the best catcher in the world in the heart of their order being JT. Um, Houston values the defense and game calling it gets from its catchers, but Real Muto provides the best caught stealing percentage in Major League Baseball, which is just over 44%, uh, along with an 820 OPS in the regular season and has 10 hits and two homers so far this postseason. 
he's the best backstop in the world. I mean, it's been that way for about three, four years now. So to me, clearly the first advantage of this road series at catcher goes to the Phillies. You guys agree with that? Yes. Not even close. Yeah. 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 Dude does everything. Yeah. Um, Though over now, let's go to the, to the right side of the infield is the first is first base. And I give this to the, to the Phillies. One, I was today years old when I figured out that Yuri uh, Yuli Gurriel is 38 years old. Mm. For some reason, I thought he was in like his early 30s. Mm. <laughs> he hasn't been in that long either. That's, I know. Uh, I, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I have no idea. When they said he was 38, I looked it up and went to baseball and said, oh, my God, he is legitimately 38 years old. Mm. Um He's he's shown that he still has life in his bat this postseason after a serious statistical step back in the regular season. Uh, I think last year he won the batting title, maybe two years ago. No, I think it was last year he won the batting title. Um, but after posting a uh, 122 weighted runs created plus, which is 22% better than league average in the regular season, um, Reese Hoskins has cranked out five home runs and a double so far this postseason. Uh, Hoskins has long been a player that we've talked about numerous times, very much prone to hot and cold streaks. Mm. Um, and he's actually only hit 182 in 44 at-bats in the playoffs. But when the moment has found him, he has absolutely met that moment. Um, but it is just crazy. Like we talked about, I think he has he had four hits in the NLCS and all four were home runs, but they were all big home runs. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I think... I almost went, this is almost a wash, but with Hoskins' ability to really turn it on when it matters most, I think I have to give the edge to Reese and the Phillies here. Jay, do you agree or disagree? It's tough. Like you said, I think it's more of a wash. Um, I haven't really watched much of Guriel. We've seen him a lot just because in the playoffs, but uh, Hoskins, yeah, like you said, this season, this postseason, he's really uh, – when the moment when the moment's there, it's not he's shown not to be the moment's not too big and he definitely right. capitalizes. So um I, I had it more of a wash. I don't really think these I think they two these two guys cancel each other out. Okay. Uh Dean. Hoskins. Hoskins. Okay. Yeah. Um fuck fuck you though. <laughs> uh second that. I hate that guy. I mean he might be a little bit better defensively, but I think yeah. Hoskins offensively is, is just at this yeah. point is better. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. That's what gave me the slight edge. <clears throat> um so second base, I mean, this is clear as day, but it, it, not when you take out playoff Altuve, you know, he's right. I mean, I, I'm going into this, I'm still going to go. The advantage is going to go to um, the Astros. I'm terrified that this is the all of a sudden where Altuve's bat wakes up, um, you know, but Gene Segura, man, he he's made up uh, a lot. He's made up for a lot of a lot of things. It's been he's he's been a roller coaster of a ride this postseason. Um, he's got a career's worth of October's ups and downs just in game three alone of the NLCS when he made you know a big defensive gaffe, came through with a huge go-ahead hit and got picked <laughs> off at first, all in the same friggin' inning. That was um, amazing. You know, he's a shortstop that plays second, but Segura is generally speaking a good and reliable player. Um you know, he had a huge series against the, the Cardinals. He was a little quiet and the against the Braves, but they he wasn't necessary. He wasn't needed in that Braves series. It's crazy to even say that. Um, Altuve, however, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, uh, he's been basically absolved of all, you know, inclusions of him cheating. Um, although I personally don't believe it, um, but. You know, he's endured the worst slump of his career with an 0 for 25 stretch in the postseason. But this is also a guy who has, you know, ha- um, who had a 164 WRC plus in 2022 and ranked second all time with 23 playoff home runs behind only Manny Ramirez is 29. God, Manny was so good. Um, so I'm going to go with the advantage here to the Astros. But, Dean, I'm going to go to you because you're a – and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I do believe you're a, I don't want to use the word staunch Segura defender, but you do like Segura a lot. Do you think this might be a series where, you know, if Segura really wants to wake up his bat, this could be the time where this second baseman outshines the former MVP. 
Well, I think if you're looking at the playoffs itself, Otuve has done absolutely nothing these, these playoffs. Mm-hmm. But like you said, and me, this will be when he wakes up. Right. And that's that's what scares me. But, I mean, if you're asking me right now, coming out of the you know championship series, which – who do I think has the advantage? I would say, Sigour, based on the fact that Otuve is, like, hitless this postseason. Yeah. Like, he, like he is just not doing anything offensively. But – if he wakes up, I mean, it is the answer would be Altuve. I mean, he's a phenomenal second baseman. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible hitter, you know, for being a cheater. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to throw it in there. And yeah. So, but uh, I, I mean, it, that's it's like, a, I don't know. I, I guess in that sense, I would say it's a wash just for the fact that he's just been completely a black hole in their lineup. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing. But if he wakes up, I mean, it's that's that's a massive, massive piece. You got to try to stop them. And it's funny, and I'm going to ask you, Jay, because you know Dean made me question this just now. Is it wild to think that a guy who is 0 for 25 in the postseason so far is arguably the scariest player that the Phillies are probably going up against right now? Because, no, no. like Dean said, though, if that bat wakes up, that's it's, an, that's, it's terrifying. Exactly, yeah. he's one of the. One of the t- best, one of the probably the top second baseman we've had in our lifetime. The dude can steal. He's hit home runs. He, I think he's had a couple, of, if not one or two, 30 home run seasons. The dude, mm-hmm. and he's a leadoff. He's just, he's a five tool guy. It's, it's a, when you, when they've been talking about this slump, it's just been amazing to hear because this is a dude that, you know, how many batting titles has he won? He's got mm-hmm. MVPs. He's, he's done it, done it all. Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I don't think it's close because I'm going to give, Altuve, the benefit of the doubt that uh, he's going to turn it around. Even though I'm a Philly guy, I don't. I want him to stay slumping. Of course, but I, I think he. I, I don't think he continues to slump. And if he does, I'd be shocked. And it's no question Altuve. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, to be fair, he has faced. I would say either pitching that's on par with the Phillies, or I mean, I guess slightly worse than the Phillies and he hasn't gotten a hit all postseason. So, I mean, right. I don't think the Yankee staff is that good outside of Cole and um, mm-hmm. guy who's got the mustache. Um, the guy with the yeah. funky wind up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. I don't, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't know anybody on, on the Mariners pitching mm-hmm. staff. So like, I mean, he, again, he's, he's not, it's not like he's going up against like, the like the Braves pitching staff or the Dodgers pitching staff mm-hmm. or you know something like that or, or the Mets you know yeah. what I mean who who had an incredible starting staff and he's going cold against them he's going cold against like people just around the same mm-hmm. uh, quality of oh, or of, seven or less game, than the like baseball is such a that's where it's tough when I, I was looking at a lot of the numbers today. It's it, it's only – like I get it seven games, but it, in the seven games slump in the season, nobody's even talking about it. Right. Yeah. That's – so in, I understand the moment's much bigger right now, so the lights are going to be on. It's going to be – everything's under that microscope, but I don't really take much of that seven-game sample size. Yeah, it's like the World <laughs> Series becomes like its own season now. Mm. Like yeah. whatever sure. Bryce did in the NLCS is almost meaningless unless it mm. carries over into the World Series. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 going to be interesting storyline as well. Uh, going over to shortstop, I mean, this is a no-brainer. This is going to the Astros. I mean, Jeremy Pena just won the ALCS MVP. He's a rookie, just a flat-out superstar. Um, you know, he's been one of the most impressive rookies in this deep class that is coming out of Major League Baseball this year. And he filled big cleats, man. He filled Carlos Correa's big shoes you know, ably with essentially a league average offensive output and reliable defense. Um, but he turned it up several notches in the playoffs with a homer that sent the Astros to the ALCS against the Mariners and more timely power in the pennant clincher. So look, as much as we like Bryson Stott, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he's got a 653 OPS, but he's, you know, a minus six outs above average. So that's, that's not, He's still a young guy. I mean, although Pena is like 21. So, but still, nonetheless, it, it, it's Pena all the way. I think personally, outside of Altuve, Pena is probably the scariest player that I'm going to yeah. be paying attention to um, a, a, a against the Phillies here. Um, Jay, you feel the same way about Pena? Like, where are you with, with him? Yeah. 
Yeah, like you said, I, I think one of the biggest things they ha- thought highly enough of him to let Correa go. And um, I know you can't pay everybody, but he, they brought him up, and he, I felt like he filled filled the shoes pretty well. And like you said, he's hitting he's hitting really well in the playoffs. He's in, even though, like I just said, seven game sample size. When you're younger, you know, you just don't know how they're going to perform in the playoffs. And like you said, uh, he just won the AL MVP for ALCS, so mm-hmm. he's really uh, he turned it up. So he, I'd have to give the the nod to him. Yeah, he's definitely a little above a little bit above stop. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. Um, here's third base. And again, this is where this is the strength of the Astros. And, you know, third base has to go to the Astros again. Um, Alec Bohm does deserve credit for improving defensively at, you know, as 2020, uh, 22 has evolved. Um, and, you know, I do like Edmund so- uh, Edmundo Sosa as well. Um, I mean, he's been like an eye-opening mid-season acquisition for the Phillies, but neither of them combined are Alex Bregman, um, who shook off uh, a, a subpar 2020 and 2021 season. Um, he had a 360, almost a 370 on-base percentage this year. I mean, it's amazing how much you suck when you're not cheating. Exactly, right? Um, 23 homers. He had 38 doubles this year. Um and as always, he's always been clutch, and he's he's shown that again this postseason. I can't stand Alex Bregman. I mean, he's in my top three list of the players I hate the most in baseball. Um, the only people that beat him are Josh Donaldson and the almighty Juan Soto. Um, but I can't stand Bregman, but I got to give you know credit where credit's due. You know, I'm not going to come on here and constantly just ooze all over the Phillies and just say, mm-hmm. you know, they're great at everything. No, the fact of the matter is, the Astros have a incredible infield and that's going to be on full display, you know, starting Friday, you know, I'm, I mean, hopefully Altuve stays at this over he's riding, but look, we've all been watching baseball for a long time. And like Jay said, it's really difficult to imagine this continuing throughout mm-hmm. this series without Tuesday. Um, I like that he's had, he's going to have some time off here again, another long layoff for the Astros. Hopefully that's something that bothers them. Um, but you know, we won't know until Friday. So here's the next one. We're going to the outfield now, and this is where I might catch some flack here. Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Schwarber. I actually have this as a wash. I have this as a wash because of both of their postseason so far. However, also how hot Kyle Schwarber has been makes this a wash for me. Neither of these guys will ever be what we consider gold glovers. Mm -hmm. But both of these guys have absolute game-changing power. Uh, Schwarber, you know, led the National League, 46 homers. Uh, He's banged out three more this postseason. Um, as we saw in the 2016 World Series, when he returned from major se- surgery to help the, you know, the Cubs win their first championship in 100 years, um, he knows how to rise to the occasion. Um, you know, he he's a leader and he's absolutely a force of nature for the Phillies. But on the other side, when Alvarez, you know, we have one of the best pure hitters in baseball right now. Um, he was uncharacteristically quiet in the ALCS. Um Alvarez drove in, you know, the, the drove the Astros to the ALCS, just basically beating the Mariners by himself um, in the, uh, you know, he had 37 home runs in the regular season and over 400 on base percentage. So he's, he's a beast offensively. However, again, had a rough ALCS, whereas Schwarber has really turned it on. Not only is Schwarber turning it on with his bat, but from that leadoff position, he's been walking and he's mm-hmm. getting on base. Um, look, I said this is a wash. I'm sure 99% of baseball pundits will probably give this one to the Astros. But I think I'm just going with the hot hand right now. Jay, um, I'm starting with you because you're a, um, a critic, as they say, of Kyle Schorber. Um, Am I way off base here saying that this is a wash? No, because I think we've seen Kyle get hot, and when Kyle's hot, he just can tear the cover off the baseball. I, I um, to me, Kyle's new age baseball where it's just power. Mm-hmm. 
and Jordan is a guy that can hit for average, and he also has you know he might not have Kyle power, but the guy can hit bombs. I think he had thirty six this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, the the guy that you know he bats almost hundred points higher. To me, that guy you know just with the power being so almost a wash. To me, uh, Jordan's more of a he's the middle of their lineup guy. Mm-hmm. He he can hit the ball well, can get on base, doesn't. Um, so to me, I think it does. The slight edge goes to them because I don't think defense really plays a factor in either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, Dean, how about you? Uh, I think it is probably for me. It's a wash as well. I mean, he's an incredible. You know, out, uh, Yordan is an incredible hitter. Um, yeah. But Kyle's seeing that ball really well, power wise mm-hmm. and walking wise, and if he keeps walking. I mean, that's. That's just as good as a base hit. Oh, especially with you know how the I mean? lineup is right now. So, I mean, you know, especially with our one through five guys are like, well, one through four is hitting really well. And then yeah. Nick's kind of here and there. But, mm-hmm. like, you get him on base, that's just as good as a base hit. And then you got, you know, Bryce, who is just hitting home runs left and right. I'm sorry, uh, Reese is hitting mm-hmm. home runs left and right. And, you know, so I think it's a wash. Yeah, and it's funny because I heard today, I mean, I forget where I read it. It might have been Corey Seidman on Twitter, where apparently Rob Thompson's been thinking about uh, messing with the lineup a little bit and in some cases putting so Bryce at number two hmm. in the two hole to get him to see better pitches. Um, yeah. Look, I'm all for it. I feel like that top four you can tinker with yeah. a little bit because they're all hitting the, the ball right now. And the and it's realistically, you know, you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with the Astros pitching staff against any of those four guys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jay, I saw you kind of shake your head when I said that there's talk that he could possibly move the lineup up. Are you one of those guys that says don't mess with what's working? So I've complained all year about getting Kyle out of that leadoff spot, mm-hmm. but yeah, they've uh, they've pretty much dominated. You know, two losses nine wins and, and they've, they put up a lot of runs so yep. far. Uh, I don't right now they they're playing hot now a week layoff or five day layoff could really, really cool down some bats, but you, I don't, I don't mess with it going to the world series. No, I don't, I leave them where they're at. They're hitting comfortable. I, I would not touch that lineup at I'm, all right now. I'm just saying I really am intrigued with the idea of Bryce hitting in the two hole. I like Bryce in a two hole period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he's the kind of guy that can get you 40 and 40, as in, you know, 40 doubles, 40 home runs in any given year if he stays healthy and they and he gets pitches to hit. I would not mind. He was hitting in the two-hole till this year. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I him, him at two and JT three. I'd like, because I think, uh, you know, Reese probably gets more. Reese is going to get better pitches to yeah. hit with. And, and I know, you know, Kyle could get all fastballs and still only hit two of them. So him, you don't really need him protected. I feel you put him behind Reese, you know, with the way Reese is swinging the bat, even though, like you said, he's not getting a lot of them. When he's connecting, he's connecting. So I think you let Reese keep eating because Bryce is behind him. So, you know, they're not going to try to get, you know, they don't want to see Bryce with guys on base, especially after, after game five. I think one of the reasons they wanted to change the lap a little bit is because I'm not sure if you guys know, but as of right now, as of Wednesday night, on the Astros World Series roster, there is no left-handed pitcher in the Astros bullpen. So that's that's where strategy kind of comes in with making that lineup. (laughs) And they have Hector Neris. (laughs) (laughs) And he's pitching well. Yeah, I can't stand him. I cannot stand him. Um, I hated him as a closer. He's a very good relief pitcher, but I hated him as a closer. He's a good stretch guy, for sure. Um, All right, so yeah, we kind of... Our overall agreement that uh, right uh, left field's a wash. Let's go to center field. I think the slight edge there will go to the Astros. Um, you know, you got Chase McCormick, uh, who was struggling and very temper temporarily demoted in June, has been a big plus for the Astros in the postseason with two homers in the a- ALCS. Um, and on the other side, you know, you know the Astros had a had again big shoes to fill. George Springer leaves town. They have to replace him, and they have McCormick, who's done okay. The Phillies haven't had a center fielder in over a decade, and they have a very, very good, very above-average defensive center field in Brandon Marsh, but the guy is as automatic of an out with a bat in his hand as anyone that I've seen in a while. Um, 
I, I have to give the edge to the Astros strictly based on the ability of an offensive production here. Um, am I off on that? Nothing against Marsh. He just can't hit. And that's all, but that's always been the knock. I don't want anyone to come on, listen to this and be like, Chris hates Brandon Marsh. He sucks. No, no, no. When they traded for him, that was the number one knock on Brandon Marsh is that he is a really good defensive outfielder, but he bat him ninth, bat him eighth, bat him ninth. He can't hit. And it's not like he walks either. It's not like a guy that can't hit well, but he can draw a walk. Um, he just doesn't do it. Um, I, I the crazy got, I, thing is, since he got traded, he was hitting 288 with us. Yeah, and he was. He's just he's just done nothing in the in outside of that home run. He has done nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you've been texting the group every game. Like, my God, I mean, do whatever you can before. Yeah, he can't touch, and that's where they're gonna go. Go close to it. Yeah. So you know, McCormick's got a 114 WRC plus, which is better than Marsh's 89. Um, as was his six outs above average in center field to Marsh's zero. So, you know, Marsh isn't a plus or a minus fielder. He's just, you know, he's an above average defensive player. McCormick is just better both um, offensively and defensively right now. So, look, uh, it's not that big of, of a deal to me. Both players aren't out of this world. I mean, shit, McCormick was demoted in the middle of the season. So, um, not a big deal. All right, right field. This was weird to me. I think the edge goes to the Astros because Kyle Tucker is a really good player right now, and he has been this season. But right away, I was like, damn, were Nick Castellanos up to his usual standard? This would be a very interesting uh, comparison based on performance uh, and World Series potential for both of these guys. Um, But look, yeah, you know, Castellanos' first season in Philly, we've already been talking about this, is surprisingly disappointing. Um, he had a below average 94 WRC plus, and Bryce Harper's injury uh, forced him to spend more time in right field where he graded out a minus 10 outs above average. So he is a mega minus defensive player. Basically, you're better off just putting, um, you know, like a, a wooden deer stand out there <laughs> in right field, and it'll field just as well as him. Um, so this is kind of an easy call for me with Tucker, who, in addition to being one of the most productive outfielders in the past three years, he's also an elite defender in right, um, you know, a gold glove caliber type player. So defensively Tucker is a much better player. If Castellanos was hitting the way Castellanos has hit the last seven years, this is a, probably a wash. Um, but yeah, the, the Astros have this one. Jay, you agree? Yeah, I think you're right on point. Um, Tucker's really come on to his own his last few years with them, and he's he's a much, much, much greater defender. I was thinking the same thing you thought. If Castellanos, this were any of the previous five, six years where he's you know hitting like 300, hitting yep. 30, it's 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 a much closer matchup. But I think right now, yeah, it goes definitely goes to Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, DH. I have I have zero. Uh... Not zero. I have a very low confidence level in Castellanos. Honestly, it's crazy to even it's think so that. Does. It really is. I hope he's the guy that out of nowhere becomes like the World Series MVP. God, I hope so. That would be. Isn't just, that how it works too? It's how it works. Of course, it's how it works. It's how it works. Um, which means Altuve is going to bat like six hundred. Um, <laughs> all right. So last offensive position here is the designated hitter. Clearly the advantage here will go to the Philadelphia Phillies. So we are now free to use this space to completely just gawk out at what uh, Bryce Harper has done this month. You know, after being limited most of the season this year to DH because of an elbow (laughs) issue that needs surgery and will probably get surgery um, and struggling definitely the last six weeks of the regular season um, after breaking his thumb the, uh, the NLCS MVP, Bryce, man, has done what he set out to do when he signed here. In the playoffs so far, he is slashing 419, 444, and 907 um, with five home runs, including the NLCS clincher to go ahead. So this is one of those just epic, epic like performances in October that we'll probably remember for a long time. Um, he is literally 
I mean, he just got a mural of himself painted in, in, in Philadelphia. I mean, he is that much closer to a statue somewhere in this city. If Oh, yeah. If, if they the win Phil- this year, he might get one. If the Phillies, yeah, if the Phillies win the World Series this year and he has another good World Series or he has a really good World Series and as a, is a catalyst, you're looking at kind of like what the Nick Foles situation was with the Eagles where they basically put up a statue the next season. Telling you, man, the Phillies should seriously consider getting a statue of Bryce somewhere around Philly. It doesn't have to be Citizens Bank Park yet because that's like Ooh. sacred. You wait till he retires, his number gets retired, stuff like that. But at Xfinity Live or I don't care, replace the Rocky statue for all I care. Please. With, with a... <laughs> I can please. <laughs> so, you know, I hate that statue. Somewhere, man. It, it's going. I mean, if, yeah, if they win the to. World Series, you're you're literally talking about already at 30 years old, one of the greatest Phillies of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I still have him in the top five now, and that's me. I, so do that. I. So do I. Yeah. I mean, I said that I said to you in the group. Yeah. That home run put him already as, as yeah. an all time Philly great, and he's only been here for four years. Yeah. Jason like, Kent said he's like 19th. Uh, yeah, he's, I need to see <laughs> I mean, more Bryce. That's that's what that's what the greats do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I right. mean, that's what like Mike Schmidt would do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's something like Rollins and Howard would do. Yeah, that's what that, Chase that, did that in time, 09. That, that timely hit that just you know it's it's just perfect. And he's yeah. and it's, Matt it's, Stairs it's gonna, does it. Yeah. Hey, I like Matt Stairs. Yeah, it's yeah, just, absolutely. You know, um, just not as a pitching or hitting coach. Um, <laughs> I don't like him anything but a pinch hitter in his whole career. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So starting pitching. Look, as good as Wheeler has been, which is lights out good. And, you know, Sands that one start lately with Nola, he's been really good. Look, it the starting pitching for the Houston Astros is what sets them apart. I think from a lot of teams, um, you know, avoiding a return to San Diego was massive for the Phillies because it allowed them to roll out both Nola and Wheeler multiple times in this series on full rest. Um, should it go at least six games? And let's not ignore that Ranger Suarez had a 2.95 ERA in his last 14 regular season starts and five strong innings in game three of the NLCS. Um, and of course he closed out game five um, in just, like high blood pressure fashion. But whereas the Phillies have to get creative with like their game four starter, um, with their, I mean, so their game four assignment, which, you know, might be a Noah Syndergaard um, or a Bailey Falter for the love of God. No, um, the Astros. I don't think have, that's happening this time. I don't think so either. <laughs> um, the Astros have more quality starters than they even know what to do with, you know, Christian Javier began the postseason, the bullpen. Then held the Yankees scoreless to one hit and five and a third in game three. Um, the Astros also have their pitching properly aligned with horses Verlander and Frambar Valdez ready for games one and two. Houston's 19 and a half um, F4 from the rotation was by far the best in Major League Baseball. So obviously the advantage is going to go to the Astros. However, and I know why. I know why Dean was shaking his head because I'd known him for a long time. Justin Verlander in the playoffs and even the World Series gets tanked more times than not. And that's going to be a massive storyline going into this World Series. Look, the Mariners tagged Verlander. If the Mariners who have Julio Rodriguez in like eight, triple-A to low MLB hitters can attack Julio, him. Julio Rodriguez and friends. And friends. <laughs> if they can ragtag... They were super friends that day. Yeah. If they can ragtag Justin Verlander, I'm really scared at what, I mean, in a good way, at what the Phillies could possibly do to him. And two of um, our best power pitcher, hitters are left-handed. Right. So I, that I 100% is big. think is going to get lit up. Boy, do I! And I, and that I'll, would be amazing. When we do our predictions, I'll I'll, I'll explain my breakdown. Later. He's the game one starter. Was he named the game one starter? Yeah, yeah. he was. Okay, I figured. Okay, um, Phillies winning game one. I I we'll, no. I I will get there, man. I'll, I think I'll run through my wall. I'll end up in my neighbor's like kitchen if that happens. <laughs> I'll be there, so you better do it. <laughs> um. All right. 
So relief pitching, uh, I think that's definitely going to go to the Astros. They have, I think, the second best, maybe even the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. Again, they have such a deep rotation that some of their starters are throwing in the bullpen. So it's um, that's where they're at right now. And, you know, again, the best thing the Phillies can do is get to the starters early. And that's what they got to do. Um, all right. But Chris, so that's where I was looking today when I, I was doing a little bit of research and good uh, where research driven show, you know, we have that that's with the pitching or the hitting is about the same. So when you're going through the lineup, even though you kind of go back and forth that both of the offenses produced about the same rate. When I went through the, the pitching staff, so you go through the, the team ERAs and the team whips and the opponent's batting average, Houston's second in team ERA with 2.9. Phillies were 18th, at oh. basically a four. Yeah. So when you go in even the whip, Houston had a 1.09, second best in the majors. God. Phillies at a 1.3, really. Jeez. And then when you look at opponent batting average, Houston – held teams again another second place to 212 batting the season phillies held them for 16th for a 245 so teams are hitting better off the phillies pitching staff than schwimmer hits but still so i think that's where that's where this is going to come into play ken like you know i I know i like dean said a lot justin gets gets lit up in the playoffs but we really need that's where the phillies this this postseason have really done great they've pitched well whether besides a few games they really got blown up like i think two games the two games they lost are the ones they really got hit everything else they've pretty much dominated yeah and they've all looked good wheelers look mm-hmm. fantastic nola yeah. outside his one start has looked great and for the phillies to win this that's they have to really close that gap which they have the offense to do but that's like you said that's what sets Houston apart is their their staff and their bullpen are just really second to none to anybody in baseball yeah it's I mean just that's why that's what I said as much as I hate the Astros and I think we can all agree like America is rooting hard for the Phillies um Mm -hmm. but top to bottom on that roster sheet the they are as the Astros are as complete of a team as I've seen in a long time so the question that I was really thinking about today and really wanted to pose to you guys, like when you look at pressure and I know the Phillies are coming in as a team that really shouldn't even be there if the extra wild card, but right. how much pressure is really on Houston this year? Because it's really like the Phillies I, I, are on house wanna, money. Yeah. You uh-huh. always want to win a championship. So I don't want to say they don't want to win, but the only championship, so this is the fourth time and the only championship mm-hmm. they've won was the quote unquote cheating scandal. Yeah. Won, mm-hmm. Which I'm not going to say no, but not, I do think other teams are cheating. Maybe not to the super extent they were, but I do believe other things cheated. So I don't, I don't knock them as much as everybody else does, but they've lost the two other times they've been there. Yeah. So now yeah. like the pressure, and like you're the only one you win is the one you're cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so many other players have come out and said that they don't really, yeah. they're not buying it. So man, that's got to, that's got to be so much pressure because a lot of that team has been there for yeah. this time. So I so wonder if internally they look at themselves as the underdogs. That they need to do it. Huh? Well, just terrifying. I think it's but. tough, but yeah, <laughs> but it's that's, I think that there's a, they're, they've been there. So they're not going to collapse under the moment, but how much pressure is weighing on them to get one and be like, okay, you know, now we can shut up all the critics and, we've won a second one without, you know, with without you guys said we were cheating, but we didn't mm. do anything and we came in and we won. That I makes sense. a lot of pressure. For and sure. I, you know what though? They, they went there in 19 against the nationals and they were a way better team than nationals and they yeah. choked and mm-hmm. they went in there last year against the Braves and they're cool, I mean, the their best player too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, Braves, the Braves, the Braves are a really good, <clears throat> really good, great team. Um, and I mean, they won more games this year than last year and they lost Freddie Freeman. Um, so, and they choked last year. So, I mean, because I think that I think there's a lot of pressure on them. They are consistently winning 100 games, and um, they have that stigma of, of cheaters above their head. And I and they know that they know they're the most hated team in the league um, by the public, at least. They probably know a lot of their peers don't respect them. Um, I mean, the only thing I respect about the Astros is Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I'm a big I, Dusty I, guy. I, I, I think uh, I, I hate everybody else involved, even Verlander. Sorry, <laughs> you play for scum. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, all right, so here we go before our final prediction here. 
for this uh, this series. Uh, Jay, I'm going to start with you. The Phillies win if the Astros win if. Go ahead. Dean, over uh, to you. So, I'm just no, so the Phillies. I think it really, it, and it's not. It's going to be if, and to me, it's the two. It's two guys. If if Nola and Wheeler can go out and if they can do what they're supposed to do and keep you in those games and win those games, and you know, at least in, in the first two series or the first two games, we need a win, but we need the other guy to really come out and not let Astros blow us out the door. Um, I think. Okay, so the Phillies win if Nola and Wheeler are Randy Johnson and uh, what's the Randy Johnson. Chilling? Yes. They need to have that type of performance. Hmm. Um, and then Astros win just again, I think it's pitching. I think it's Verlander and I think it's uh, Valdez. If they come out, wh- whoever those two guys at, with those two matchups, whoever win those matchups, I think wins this, wins the series. Okay. Uh, for me, I think the Astros win. If, um, if their pitching does exactly what it's been doing the entire the entire season, really, um, if their pitching just comes in and just it's one of those weeks, oh man, it actually gives me negative goosebumps here thinking about that. If the Phillies come into this week doing what they did in the final stretch of the regular season and their bats just go absolutely cold against this pitching staff, it will be a very very long ugly four games. Um, so the Astros to me win if their pitching continues to be just lights out. Um, the Phillies win if you know go to the other side, if they can get to the Astros starting pitching early and often, if they can knock out of the game, if they can get Verlander to four innings and Valdez to four or five innings, um, guys like that, if they can get those starters out of the game early by putting up four or five, six runs, like they're very much capable of doing, mm-hmm. then I think the Phillies can absolutely take this series overall. Um, but it's just a matter if if the Phillies back end of that bullpen can hold off that offense. That's where the, this whole series to me relies on the Phillies bullpen slaving off this Astros lineup. If they can hold them at bay a little bit, then this is the Phillies have a really, really solid shot here. Um, Dean, how about you? Phillies win if Astros win if I think the Phillies win if um, the offense stays hot. That's a hundred percent. You know, I think their pitching is going to just continue to do what they because they haven't been bad at all in the postseason. I mean, outside of Bailey Walter, yeah. just. Being, I mean, Nola, it is what it is. I mean, he still got, what, four and a third, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. before he imploded, you know? Bailey, I mean, you cannot have another game where you your starting pitcher goes two outs. That can't happen. Um, yeah. So what I ho- I'm hoping is Rob Thompson learn from that, and he starts Noah Syndergaard. Because you know you can get at least three innings out of Syndergaard, you know, maybe, maybe four. Yeah. But uh, the hitting is key. And, that, mm-hmm. and, and we'll know game one. Because if they go into game one, and they let a Justin Verlander, who is one of the worst postseason pitchers ever, dominate them. That's mm-hmm. going to set. The, that's going to dictate the series. Um, if they go in and they get him out, and they knock him out of the game, and do you know, it's 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 like the Kershaw effect too. If you get Kershaw out, I mean, you just we, you make that you make that bullpen work and and tire them out. <clears throat> then I think the Phillies are absolutely going to win the series. Mm-hmm. And I think if, like you said, um, and I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say if the, the Astros will win if their pitching is stellar. The Astros will win if the Phillies can't hit. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That's right. really what it is. So, because uh, I will say this too, Lance McCullers, right? That's his name, right? Lance yeah, McCullers. Yeah. He did not pitch good in game no. uh, four against the Yankees. No. Or, yeah, game four against the Yankees. I think he gave up like four or five runs. If he pitches like that, if, if to me, I look at that. If he pitches like that against the Phillies, that's six or seven runs. Yeah. If if, if Verlander pitches like Verlander, if we get postseason Verlander, that's four five runs mm-hmm. right there. And I think you, sh- you, I think I think the Astros, you could absolutely go into Houston and punch them square in the mouth, and I don't think they're going to know how to recover. 
here's just, the one just, issue just like last year, though. just mm-hmm. like last year against the Braves and against the Nationals. They got yeah. punched in the mouth and they had no idea how to recover. Yeah. And they lost their series. Outside of Bryce on the Phillies, and like <laughs> I, I know we see the big home runs with uh, you know, Schwarber's hit some, uh, J- uh, Reese has five as many just as mm-hmm. many as Bryce, but none of them are con- hitting consistently. They have one guy batting over 244, and that's Bryce. Everybody mm-hmm. else is 244 or lower. You know, the Astros, and I, I get that we said sample size earlier. Astros have three guys that are that are getting on base and hitting over 300 this postseason. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it, they have to hit. Phillies do have to hit better. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd, lo- I'd love to keep the, consi- uh, the, you know, the clutch G where they're hitting those bombs, but they do have to put together more hitting performances sure. against this team. Because the I Astros agree. offense, I think, is just as – you know, when we look at our offense, I think the Astros offense is pro- is right there with us. Mm-hmm. And their pitching staff is probably – or their overall pitching is probably better. So we're, they're going to need to really come in and be hot. I mean, I'll say this, though. It worked against the Padres, and I would say the Padres on paper are a better team than the Phillies. And they completely shut them down the whole series. I mean, I saw a few mistakes here. And uh, Greg, you cannot make those mistakes against the Astros. You can't mm-hmm. be getting, you know, two thirds of a starting pitcher in in you know game uh, four, four. You know, I mean, that can't. Yeah, happen you're not going to win Astros. that game against. The no, Astros. you're you're not. But like, if the hitting stays the way it has been, in uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, just in spite of basically the six through nine hitters being worthless. You know what I mean? For the most but part. Even- with Houston, then I think they can do it because I mean, you know, they have they, so they, much more than Bryce, Padres though. Bryce Padres, you're really only looking at Soto and Machado. No, I'm looking at that, the pitching staff too. I mean, uh, the, okay. I mean, we didn't we didn't see we didn't see Hader the entire series. He didn't throw one single pitch the whole series. Uh, Suarez is one of the best setup guys. He's almost as good as 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 Hader. And Bryce Harper had a game, uh, essentially a game winning home run off of him. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think if they just Keep their eye. I know it's cliche, but keep their eye on the ball and not, you know, Nick Cassiano swinging at a pitch two feet off the plate. If the rest of the team isn't doing that, it's okay if he does it. But you know, those first four guys, if they stay as, as dialed in as they are, you know, whether it's taking walks or hitting home runs or you know, JT's hitting decently and Bryce is just like on fire, I think that can be good enough. You know, as long as the pitching staff doesn't just turn to a nuclear reactor and melt down. So I will say to kind of, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Uh, I will say Jason, to kind of give you a counter to your argument regarding the Astros lineup, the Phillies were seventh in baseball this year in team batting average. The Astros were 12th. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you look at on base percentage though, the Phillies were ninth and the Astros are seventh. So it's yeah. this offense, this Phillies offense, you know, I'm not a home. I mean, I'm a homer when it comes to the mm-hmm. Phillies, but I will, you know, obviously, if push comes to shove, I will rip them if I have to. We are, this is an elite offense. The Phillies have an elite offense. I um, mean, you look at home runs, the Astros had 214, the Phillies had 205. Um, and that's because they missed Bryce for four, three months. So you have Bryce in there. The Phillies are in probably in the top three in Major League Baseball in home runs. Um, so look, this offense, and look, if you look at OPS, Houston seventh, Phillies eighth. So this offensively speaking, it's a wash. It comes down to pitching. And sure. as funny as it sounds, baseball's been around 150 years. It always comes down to pitching. So this is where, look, if Nola wants to just get rid of any naysayer that's ever said anything bad about him, me included, this is where he needs to have the best series, the best pitching performances of his life Um, because the Phillies are going to need it. When they get to that, their quote-unquote bullpen game, that is terrifying to me. Yeah. that is where I want the I think they need to have at least a win or two. Yeah. But that's why when I said this to you the other day, you know, do you pitch Nola game four? Yeah. You, I, you, I, I, like you said, I think, yeah, we kind of either Nola or we have gone one. I, it's going to be tough, but I think you, it, for your legacy, especially, you know, both of these guys, I think knowing you don't have a f- number four guy to go in and eat up some innings, 
I feel like you have to. You kind of, yeah. I, I guess you I do. I feel like, like you pay Wheeler for this days. type of scenario. Yes. Yeah. It's but, a World Series. That's it. This is it. But this is it. Nola, yeah, it's got to be Nola. Nola's got to come back and I agree. And then no, and you pitch uh, Wheeler in game in game five. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. they, you need to have them. That's why to me, the for the Phillies, it's I, it was those two guys. They have to put on a Herculean performance because, mm -hmm. at, you know, Rangers good, but Rangers going to give you five and it's going to be bullpen. Then mm -hmm. you got a bullpen game. Mm -hmm. So you need those guys to go seven or eight, all of their starts and pitch them as much as you can. Even if I you agree. have, even if you have Nola on in game four, mm -hmm. going on three days rest, um, even if you have, actually he's going on four days rest because there's an off day in between. They're off on yeah. Sunday. Four so days if, is plenty. Four days is plenty. Even if you get five innings out of them of, of like shutout baseball or run, you'll probably have the availability of a Ranger Suarez who can come in for two or three innings um, or a Noah Syndergaard yeah. for two or three. To me, the goal here is to is for Wheeler and Nola to have two starts each in this series. That means you've that extended too. the series for one. That's mm -hmm. If Wheeler gets a second start, that's tremendous. That means – we're in it. We're at the end here. This is this is the this is the final stretch, um, or the final sprint to the end. So that's mm -hmm. the goal here: is Nola one and four, Wheeler two and five. Like that's that's the only. If I'm the if I'm Thompson and if I'm both those guys, that is all that's I'm it. thinking about: one and four, two and five. And you no got to look at bringing Nola back. If you get seven, Nola's got to see the field in seven. Absolutely, and Wheeler. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So I think well, it's, all hands on deck. it's all hands on yeah, deck in seven. For sure. Absolutely. But I think they need yeah. those guys need to be big. Agreed. All right. So this is it. D uh, Jay, I've seen you have that inhaler in your hand. So get ready for it. Take a couple <laughs> pumps here. Um, I'm going to start with you, Jay. Final prediction World Series 2022, the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros. Where are you going? Who wins yeah. and in how many games? My heart hurts to say this, man, guys. Going to Astros in six. Okay. All right. Got to be honest, right? Yeah, it's all right. We're Dean. baseball pot. It hurts. I know. Dean, he's like Jason's man. He's like biting his nails. Um, <laughs> Dean, so uh, what do you got? I'm two for two right now. I called the NL. I called the wild card, and uh, I'm sorry. I called the NLDS and the NLCS. Perfectly. And in the games, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> I am going <laughs> Phillies in five. Oh, you should have said four. You should have said four, so we could have been there, right? <laughs> Phillies I, um, in five. I yeah. I think. Um, and shockingly enough, I think we take the first two games in the series. Oh, I love your optimism. Dear Lord. The, the more, well, we haven't about, lost at home. Listen, we haven't lost at home, so we're winning mm -hmm. in four if they do that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We haven't lost at home. I just personally think they're going to get the Verlander, and I think with the way that Wheeler has been pitching, I think they're going to take game two. Mm. So, I mean, I God, I love you. I, I, it's just, hey, I, I, just, I just feel like we can get Verlander. And then I think I if Verlander like sees him. If mm -hmm. Verlander gets out early and Nola's got a decent lead, I think he's going to cruise to seven innings easily. Um, just you got you got to give him a lead. You can't you can't it can't be like a close game. You know? I can't wait to watch this game with you on Friday night. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to see this optimism when we're yeah. down one nothing. Uh, oh my god, oh, down yeah, one nothing. There's, there's no optimism. Dude, like, oh my god, if the Phillies are down one nothing in the in the second. <laughs> He's gone. He's halfway home. <laughs> Philly's going to lose the series in one, guys. It's over. <laughs> just hold it up now. Yep. No, I um, just, it's just a feeling I got. It's, it's not like me trying to be a homer. It's just we're hot, you know, and, and we're just I – think, I think the Astros got lucky with the Yankees of just being like a dead team. and They were dead. They couldn't mm -hmm. hit. They couldn't pit. They couldn't do anything. And I think um, – you know, they. I think they got lucky the whole postseason. I think they ran to a Mariners team. No offense, Chris, who had had, had no it's business okay. being in the playoffs, mm -mm. and they showed it. They're just not ready at all. Yeah. Um. They. They. And they. You know. They played a a um, a Yankees team that barely got past the uh, extinct Cleveland Indians. <laughs> um, and That's... they they got to the ALCS and they couldn't do they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And they had they had the MVP guy who hit sets the American League home run record. 
gets, I think, one hit in the whole series, and it was yeah. a home run. He was so, booed I out mean, of the stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. and their pitching staff completely underperformed. Oh so, yeah. Garrett I mean, Cole I, get lit up. Yeah. I yeah. just think, um, I think they got a little lucky. I mean, they might get lucky against us, and we could just fall apart, and it's the easiest series I ever had, or we put up a damn good fight and, and shock the world and make them look like bigger losers than they actually are. Good job for winning a trophy for being the best regular season team. All right, so here we go. Um, my prediction is unfortunate because the 2008 Phillies won the World Series game clincher at home. Mm. This year, this time around, I think the Phillies win the World Series away from Citizens Bank Park. I love both mm. of you. So, and, both of and Jason, Jason can vouch for me here. For like four years, he would literally get mad at me on texting or in person with how negative, negative I would be. This is bothersome that I'm it rolls are reverse now. That, that you started this rolls are reverse. It's terrible. Yeah, I know. You're trying to show off now. That's all yep. that is. Yeah, yeah, right. Um I I think the Phillies win this game with late inning heroics in Houston game six. So I think the Phillies win the World Series in six games. Yeah, the Phillies have won two World Series and they've won them both in Philly. Yeah. Yep. So I think I the Phillies so are going to drop game four. Personally, I think I think they'll come home and start. They'll start three and zero. I think that bullpen game is going to is going to. I don't. I think that the bullpen game is what the is what the Astros take. It, you know, I think they'll just, and I think they'll just be shell shocked, and then the Phillies will come out with Wheeler the next night, and they'll be the end of it. Yeah, it's so that. I mean, that's. I was actually thinking about this prediction the entire game. Like a lot of me was like. Man, this has to go seven, right? Like it has to go seven. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna go four. It definitely has a possibility of going five. I struggled with five for some reason. I just don't see. I don't see them sweeping at home. I don't know why I don't see mm-hmm. it. I feel like they lose. I think the, the Phillies go so up three one in the series, and then I think the Astros take the last game at home. And then the Phillies clinch, and um, uh, and then they clinch in Houston. Uh, I'd be, be a beautiful fuck you for the Houston Nationals. That would be wonderful. I would love it. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's just that. That's my feeling. So all right, we got Jason has the Astros in seven, six, right? Six, six. Jason doesn't think the Phillies are good enough to even get seven games. Some, uh, some Jason, oh. <laughs> Jason has a Philly, uh, the Astros in six. Dean has the Phillies in five. I have the Phillies in six games. So there is I'm your, wrong. of course. I hope I'm wrong. Um, so last year, the Astros lost in six and they lost in seven against the Nationals. And then, of course, they went to seven with the Dodgers. So that means that's where you got five. So it goes down, down. Now it's going to be, I got it. That's why I picked five. No, I just, I've got a good feeling. I think we're going to shock the world in Houston and take, take games one and two. And then we're undefeated at home. I think Ranger, with his ice cold blood, is just gonna like, shut him down. I'm telling you, man, if, if they win both games at, at in Houston, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need oh, I'm gonna need a defibrillator. Dude, hey, they went that. They needed to win. They needed to win one game. I'm gonna steal went, Jason's and, inhaler if they win. They both went games. down to Houston. They, Houston. They, need, they needed to win one game to get in the playoffs, and they went in Houston. They took care of business, and they did it. So they mm-hmm. can win in Houston, and I think they're gonna win both games. I agree, man. So the Phillies, by the way, this just came out. The Phillies say over 1 million fans entered the World Series ticket lottery on phillies.com. Phillies only had about 20,000 tickets over the three games in Philly. Fans who won got emails. One of those were our own Jason Kent. Um, Oh, you son of a bitch. Congratulations. (laughs) I um, I got the email saying, unfortunately, you have not. I got I got that as well. (laughs) I got that today. I was like, well, fine. I see. You don't want me there. I makes total sense. Um, all right. So Rip, before we get out of here, I just want to say a quick thing about the the pile of human trash, Jake Arietta. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wayne all day for the that. man who stole seventy five million dollars <laughs> from the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, you know, he made a comment uh, about on on the Starting Nine podcast, the Dead and Buried Starting Nine podcast with Barstool. Um, about Aaron Judge's free agency decision after the decision after the Yankees booed him off the field, you know, after they got manhandled by the Houston Astros and the ALCS. Um, and Jake Arrieta said, if I'm him, F you all, I'm not coming back here. Says the guy 
who had one good season basically in his entire career, cashed in and then completely checked out um, from the profession, knowing he was going to be guaranteed over $70 million with the Philadelphia Phillies. And for some reason, Barstool feels like it's appropriate and credible to have that scumbag behind a microphone talking about other players who actually contribute to the league in a very elite level should do in the, in the free agency because fans booed him. Um, I mean, to be honest, Jake, I mean, if you were in front of me when you were like basically released from the Cubs because you're a true suck ass, I would have nothing would have brought me more joy than to boo you in like your retirement speech, like out loud for, so you could hear me just that I cannot stand the ground that you walk on because of how you were in Philly and then how you were overall just it within media and interviews like you acted like you actually contributed something to the game of baseball and it's just asinine to me that you're going to sit there and tell a guy like Aaron Judge to say f the Yankees I'm not coming back here because the fans booed me because I did absolutely nothing in the in the ALCS against the Astros if if I'm Aaron Judge um does he expect to go anywhere else and if he has one hit in an entire championship series that he should get a standing ovation is that how it is i mean nick castellanos who was booed the entire 160 game season this year still talks about how look you know i appreciate the fans with their voices if they want to if we deserve to be booed we deserve to be booed bryce harper top three best player in the world says it every single time says i want you to boo me if i'm not matching up to your standard. You had a guy in New York, Aaron Judge, who had 62 home runs and one of the best statistical seasons ever in baseball did absolutely nothing in the postseason. What do you want the fan base to do? Do you want them to say, yeah, it's okay, no big deal. Better luck next year. Also, a fan base of a franchise that has a pedigree of excellence. I mean, 27 World Series compared to the 108 years the pathetic loser Cubs went without winning a World Series. Right. And, like, you look at it this way, and a lot that's been coming out the past couple days, there's a really good shot now that Aaron Judge will be somewhere else. Um, Based on Anthony Rizzo's quotes about how, you know, what the Yankees, how the the Yankees literally made Judge out look like a fool, that he wasn't worth any money that he was asking for. Um, And this was a a, a show me and a show you season. And he mm. did all of that. He's going to win the MVP. <clears throat> so the assumption is he's going to be taking his talents probably out west somewhere. Dodgers. You know, um, I, I did hear something. I don't mean to cut you off, Chris. I was listening to Jeff Passan today. Mm-hmm. And he said he was told at the beginning of the year by somebody in the Yankees that if he goes out and wins the MVP, they'll pay him whatever he wants. Mm. Hey, I mean, look, they're bringing Aaron Boone back and they're bringing Cashman back. So there's a good chance. I mean, that's I mean, look. <clears throat> I'm not sure if bridges are burned because look, none of us really know. We won't know yeah. unless he either signs somewhere else or signs with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But you know, for for an absolute clown show like Jake Arrieta to actually <laughs> get, you know, to have a voice and say Aaron Judge should tell the Yankees, who probably are the only other team outside of the Dodgers that can pay him exactly what he asks for, to say, ah, f you. I'm not mm-hmm. coming back. You booed me. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. You are the softest, <laughs> the softest dude that's mm-hmm. ever towed any rubber or even crossed the white line to play baseball. Like mm-hmm. that shows me exactly you were who I thought you were at the end of your run with the Phillies. You mm-hmm. want to boo me? You that's should. cool. I'll just leave. I'll cash my check and I'll, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, the he way has, you're a loser. Jake Arrieta had in 12 seasons. Um, had two great seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cy Young year at twenty-two and six, and then the yeah. following year at eighteen and eight. Other than that, this dude is the most pedestrian pitcher I've ever seen in my life. And if you remove that twenty-two and six season, he is uh, eighty-five and eighty-seven in his career. Trash <laughs> with, a, with a with a with a four ERA. Yeah, trash can. That's what you are. Trash. Yeah, trash. Hated the trash signing when he signed him. That I want to light on fire. <laughs> I booed him every single start he was for those three. Well, I guess two years, right? Because he 
we had him in 20 during the COVID season. So all through 18 and 19, he got booed viciously by me because he was a thief. Good. I don't hate you, Jake. Oh, my God. I do because you hate the Phillies and you picked against them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, on the bump podcast on Instagram, you guys can check out show updates there. Uh, that show will, I mean, that, uh, that page will be getting more and more active as the season uh, ends and then goes into the off season. Uh, just working on a lot of things there. Uh, really appreciate the downloads. I I appreciate, uh, the interest that you guys are showing in the show. Uh, the goal here is just keep getting bigger and bigger. However, we still want the quality to be as best as we can. So thank you guys very much. I haven't had any complaints just yet. I'm sure if the Phillies do win this series, Jason will begin to get a lot of visceral hatred for picking against our team here. Um, <laughs> but again, just to let everybody know, I did have a couple questions regarding this. Uh, again, this was once a Phillies only show. We changed it because we all love to talk about baseball as a whole. So instead of doing That's not why it got changed. That's exactly why it got changed. It got changed because you became a Mariners fan. That's inaccurate. One, I've always one, I've always been a Mariners fan. However, the Phillies are my my, you know, and the rumor is that's what I believe. Maybe there is no return. (laughs) Ring the bell. No. World Series might change that. Hey, for one night only, if the Phillies win the World Series, you should bring back. I was literally, my next sentence, Dean, was maybe for one night only, if they win the World Series, we'll do that. Um, That'll be a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, I really, guys, uh, thank you so much. If you guys are on Apple, please rate and review the show. Uh, That really helps us out in terms of for, you know, uh, fans out there who want to listen to baseball podcasts can find us much easier because the more you rate and review, the algorithm of, of, of Apple Podcasts will start to move you up the ladder in terms of like if you type in a baseball podcast now, um, you know, you'll, you'll probably get like the Flipping Bats podcast with Ben Verlander, which is very popular. Um, you'll get oh, starting nine probably. I don't know who in the whoever listens to, you know, Jake Arietta talk baseball has probably had a lot of DUIs in their life. Um, <laughs> but that, so that one, I really don't pay attention to. I, I never, ever. Um, but yeah, the more and more you rate and review this show, we'll get pushed up to the top of the list uh, with all the other baseball pods out there. So thank you to those who are doing that. Please continue to do so share, tell all your friends. I really appreciate it. Uh, all right. So again, world series predictions. Jason has Astros in six. Dean has Phillies in five. And yours truly has the Phillies in six games. Cannot wait, guys. It is Wednesday. We're recording this. World Series starts in in mere hours, less than 48 hours. Um, The World Series kicks off, baby. Cannot wait. Um, Phillies are there. Yep. Uh, So I to smoke a cigar before the game, too. uh, That's the second thing I'm looking forward to most <laughs> other than the game. Um, all right. So for Jason, Ken, Dean, Hall, Zeppo, I'm Christy Francesco. Have a great rest of your week and weekend, everybody enjoy the world series. I hope to be partying in just a matter of days uh, celebrating uh, again um, and uh, how sweet it will be. Uh, but we all got high hopes except for Jay who picked them to lose, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, go Phil's. And we'll see you go guys Bills. very soon. Go Have Bills. a good one. No, 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 you can't say go Phil. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm allowed. So that works. <laughs> All right. See you, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye.